Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. The AM, the zone. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You know, despite that frigid weather yesterday, there was still a great turnout for Ag Day at the Capitol. They started at the Monona Terrace Convention Center, and then a lot of farmers made their way up to the state capitol to visit face-to-face with their elected officials. Today, we're going to focus in on just a couple of the constant conversations we're hearing about. Everything seems to be focused this year on renewable energy. Is it solar? Is it going to be biogas? Are there other resources that farms are generating today that can be monetized? State Representative Gary Token is working on putting together a coalition to take a look at all of those alternate uh, energy sources and what it may mean as far as a diversified income for today's farms. That's where we're focused in on for a Thursday. I'm Pam Yankee, by the way. Really appreciate Stephanie Hoff sticking with the group yesterday and following through up to the state capitol. Like I said, focused in on some of the highlights from Ag Day at the Capitol for today. And we're also going to catch up with our friend Matt Trannell from Everag in Chicago. Wow, did the dairy market fall off the table yesterday. Butter dropping a full 21 cents. Why such big moves in a day? Matt will give us his rationale. Weather-wise, it already feels better outside today than it did all of yesterday. We'll look for partly sunny skies today. 29 are expected high. Yes, we're still going to get to the minuses overnight. Then Friday, partly cloudy and 13. Saturday, partly cloudy and 18 degrees. Another chance possibility of uh, snow in the forecast, maybe by the end of the weekend. stumox has got those details coming up. Dr. Sean Conley, University of Wisconsin Extension Soybean Specialist, previews the mold, weed, and pest management topics on the agenda at the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo happening February 3rd and 4th. Damon is probably the nation's expert in white mold. So he will be obviously talking about some of the new and exciting research he's doing with white mold management, including updates to his forecaster app, uh, looking at new fungicides that have been uh, approved for use in, in white mold, and just looking at better ways for farmers to sustainably manage that that pest. In addition to that, he works on the corn side, and last year we saw tar spot quite a bit across the state of Wisconsin, and I think if you had any type of disease problems or looking forward to next year when, you know, who knows what's going to drop, what hat's going to drop next year, I think looking at Damon, and he's going to have some really cool research on the disease side. Register now for the 2022 Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo at cornsoyexpo.org. February 3rd and 4th in the Wisconsin Dells. Input costs, succession planning, where are these markets going? They're talking about it all at the 2022 Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. I'm Pam Yankee, and I'll be broadcasting live from the trade show floor with my friends from Compure Financial, committed to agriculture and rural America. Find out more about them at Compure.com. Register today for the Corn Soy Expo at CornSoyExpo.org. Then plan on joining us at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells, February 3rd and 4th for Wisconsin's premier grower event. With the challenges of living in the rural areas, there's some new resources that Stephanie has tapped to tell us about. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn. Stephanie, what did you learn? 
Yeah, so Jill, the new year brings a new resources specific to rural Wisconsinites. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. The Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation's Office of Rural Prosperity has launched RuralWI.com. Office of Rural Prosperity Director Marcy West says this new website serves as a hub for rural residents for resources. It's got information available on grant dollars, broadband expansion, farm succession planning, to just name a few. Well, we're really excited about the website because we heard from the people through the listening sessions for the the Governor's Blue Ribbon Commission on Rural Prosperity that they wanted a one-stop shop. They wanted a hub to go to um, where they could find resources that would assist rural Wisconsin. So what what we've done is pulled together as many of those resources as we can. Um, We have, you know, so much grant money coming out right now through federal and state programs, and we have a variety of agencies working on a variety of programs that we thought it was important to to do what the the commissioners heard and told us to do is is to put this all in one place that's easy to find and would hopefully give the the communities the businesses and the the leaders that the information that they need to assist their own community or work on projects within their community. What is there that's specific to the agriculture community? Well, there's there's a variety. As you know, everything from broadband to housing to workforce impacts our agriculture community. Um, so we've, we've paid attention to what Department of Agriculture is doing, what USDA and the Farm Service Agencies are doing, and providing those links so that um, folks can can see where those resources are and who to contact to learn more or to participate in any of the programs coming out. Um, We will be updating it regularly so that we can continue to share some of those success stories. Um, You know, specific to the ag community, we're, we're seeing a number of farms that are looking for, you know, how do you transition to the next generation or how do you diversify a farm uh, so that you can sell locally or sell to school food programs. Um, So those are the kind of things that we'll continue to upgrade on on how others have made it work. Um, You know, like we've said, the rural communities are so good at problem solving and, and coming up with solutions that this is just one of those places where they can learn from others and and hear the good news that's going on in the rural areas. Yeah, is the point of having those success stories on the website to encourage people to take advantage of the resources listed? It definitely is, yes. We would love for more communities. Um, We know how hard it is for small communities especially to have the infrastructure perhaps to apply for grants or or, um, reach out to get the help that they need on the biz- for the businesses or the economic development. So we've tried to make it easy for them, um, and we are also there to provide technical assistance if they don't have, uh, you know, like a staff person that can, can work on a grant for them or um, that access to an economic development kind of entity that could help them take advantage of some of the great stuff that's going on throughout the state. And this isn't just the state talking to the people, right? You guys are asking organizations, businesses, 
communities to engage, to to be a part of this website, to be a part of the conversation, if you will. Who should be contributing to the website? What should they be contributing and how? Well, we just like you said, we would love to hear from organizations or individual businesses or communities that um, have figured out what they can do to assist their residents or their own businesses within their communities and share those stories. Um, you know, the, the tribes as well. There's, there's a number of things going on where daycare, for example, is, is a stressor for everyone in rural communities. But we have um, tribes and communities working together to provide the resources that perhaps smaller daycares can meet the need or more frequent, um, you know, kind of a cooperative style project that can go on. And so it, it can be anyone who has um, worked on a project or, or knows of a good project that, that hit one of those uh, innovative solutions, and we can share either through the website or, or through other means to, um, to make sure that everybody learns from them. Like we said, we don't want to reinvent the wheel. If communities have already figured some things out, they'll, they'll be able to share that and others can learn from it. Um, and there's easy contact information so that we can continue to share those good stories. And speaking of contact information, I'm on the website. I'm clicking through. It's very simple to use, easy to find resources, for example, or organizations that are contributing to this website. And then also the contact link where you can hear from who is ever viewing. So anyone that wants to get in touch with this page has a clear <laughs> way to, to get in contact with you guys. Exactly, exactly. The, the contact us is, um, you know, really easy to use. And then, you know, if, if, it, if it's not their tup, cup of tea to, to go to a contact us page, there's a phone number there, too. You can, you can call an 800 number and um, ask for the Office of Rural Prosperity, and you'll get a, a real-life person that can connect you to, um, to folks that can help. You know, another thing, too, is residents can subscribe to the website to get updates. Correct, yes. We are going to continue to build that, um, that list of emails. So, um, you know, we won't inundate your inbox, but you will hear from us when there's, when there's good news events, um, when there's new programs coming out that we think rural areas could take advantage of. Um, and, and, again, when there's a success story that we don't think has gotten enough attention, um, we think we can put that out and, and others can learn from it. So, uh, like I said, there's just so many good innovative things going on in rural Wisconsin. We want to make sure the good news gets out there as well, um, you know, especially given that these are stressful times. We know that there's, there's still people that are figuring out solutions, and we want to highlight those. I like how you describe the website as rural Wisconsin's front porch, a place where everyone can learn the news, share good ideas, as you said. And it's also a chance to showcase the Office of Rural Prosperity because you guys haven't been around that long. We have not. No, we've, we've only been around a little over a year. Um, you know, the Blue Ribbon Commission uh, recommended that rural Wisconsin get the vo- have the voice, uh, central focus, um, elevate some of the attention that rural Wisconsin deserves. And so, yeah, in this, in this little over a year, we've 
we've been able to get out, meet people, um, hopefully elevate that conversation like everybody told us they wanted us to, and and then put some things out like this of um, helping those communities and businesses get to the resources they need uh, to to serve their customers or their residents. So no shortage. We've got no shortage, Stephanie. No, yeah, and, and that's great. It's, your 2022 will be busy, and people can engage with you again at ruralwi.com to find those grant tellers that are available, to find other resources, and to, to track what you guys are up to um, in the name of rural Wisconsin. Last question for you, Marcy. You know, we know that this was an initiative of the Evers administration and the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation, but what is the goal of the website? How are you guys going to measure this website's success? Well, the success will, will be out in the rural areas, right? If, if as we continue to share these success stories, I mean, the issues facing rural Wisconsin are not, not necessarily partisan or unique to one governor. Um, the, the success stories and the utilization of the programs, um, again, the, the issues facing rural Wisconsin aren't necessarily unique, but we have an opportunity to make a difference now um, and, and have the, the folks at the local level use their ingenuity to, to get the problem solved. Um, and just, you know, what an incredible opportunity as you know, people move to rural Wisconsin or look to rural Wisconsin, whether it be for tourism or to start their own small business or to get into farming, um, the resources are here. So it'll it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see for sure. But our success will be again being able to hear from these communities that they they put it to good use and uh, we can highlight those stories. Well, I've already put it to good use. I'm a, I've subscribed so that I can keep up to date on what's happening with the Office of Rural Prosperity and uh, the resources that you guys are putting out there to rural Wisconsin. Again, Marcy West is along with us. She's the director of the Office of Rural Prosperity, which is in the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Haw. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Interest rates are always fluctuating, but the signs are currently pointing to them going up. We've had low interest rates for such a long time. Let's make sure that you get in on it before it's gone. Call today and I'll show you how much you can save. Educated Mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the Mortgage Man. NMLS number 222652. What do you need to know to participate in carbon markets and what's your game plan for weed control given supply chain shortages? I'm Pam Yonke and I'll be broadcasting live with the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo February 3rd and 4th, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells, brought to you in part by the Wisconsin Soybean Association. Check out the program and get registered today, cornsoyexpo.org, and plan on joining us for two days worth of Wisconsin's premier grower event, Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo, February 3rd and 4th in the Dells. 
Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison invites you to follow the yellow path all the way to some serious cash prizes in our Wizard of Draws promotion, where we're giving away up to $63,000 in cash prizes. It all happens Sunday afternoon, January 30th. Three winners will be chosen every half hour from noon until 3 p.m. Each winner will start with $500 and then select bricks along the yellow path. Every brick reveals either a cash prize to add to their total or a witch that will end their game. This January, there's no place like... Cardinal Glass in Mesomani continues to invest in automation at their facility to the world-class level they feel their employees deserve. Cardinal Glass in Mesomani is now hiring production associates and maintenance. A safe, comfortable, and clean work environment where you can feel proud and you won't go home dirty. Competitive pay, advancement opportunities, medical, dental, vision, profit sharing, and more. When you work at Cardinal Glass, your career is world-class so you can live first-class. Apply today at cardinalglassmazo.com. Well, talk about getting busy, taking care of stuff, start talking to people and suddenly realize you're supposed to be doing weather. I'll tell you what, we will be doing weather with Stu Makar, Ag Meteorologist, in just a moment. Your relationship with your agribusiness providers could mean more this year than ever before. I'm P.M. Yankee, inviting you to join us for the conversation. February 3rd and 4th, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells for the Corn Soy Expo, Wisconsin's premier grower event. Register today at cornsoyexpo.org. And while you're there, plan on joining me as I broadcast with my my friends from Compure Financial on the trade show floor. Compure Financial, committed to agriculture in rural America. Go to Compure.com and we'll see you on the trade show floor. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. What's happening in Washington, D.C.? What's happening with our weather patterns? How are you going to manage through supply chain issues in the growing season of 2022? I'm P.M. Yankee, and they're talking about it all at the 2022 Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo, February 3rd and 4th at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Register today online, cornsoyexpo.org. And be sure to join me as I broadcast live with my friends from Compure Financial on the trade show floor. Compure Financial, committed to agriculture and rural America. All right, let's get to Stu Muck with our forecast for today. Better out there this morning than yesterday morning at this time. 
Oh, a big difference. You know, I'm looking at lacrosse. It's uh, like about 40 degrees different from 24 hours ago, and it's on the plus side. So there's been improvement. A cool front's dropping through out of the northwest. A little light snow could pop up this morning in the west, midday in the central part of the state, and later today in the east. Mostly cloudy skies, upper 20s today, southwest winds. 5 to 15, gusting to 25 or 30, becoming northwest through the afternoon. Partly cloudy overnight. We drop down to about 4 below. North winds at 5 to 15. Sunny and cooler Friday in the mid-teens. The northwest winds about 5 to 10. More sunshine, but clouds building in Saturday. will hold up near 20 or just in the low 20s. South winds at 5 to 10. Could be a little light snow late Saturday night. And next week, Pam, 30s by Monday and Tuesday. Rain or possibly snow in the picture toward Tuesday. Oh, my goodness. We won't know how to handle it. It'll feel so good. Be such a heat wave. (laughs) All right, buddy. Appreciate that. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You got it. Take care. Stumach, our ag meteorologist with our somewhat abbreviated ag weather forecast. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Rebath started decades ago by two gentlemen who created acrylic forms to cover existing bathtubs. Today, Rebath is a complete bath remodeling company. We replace existing fixtures and totally upgrade your bathroom. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath. In Wisconsin, recent crash data show that someone is injured or killed in a crash involving an inattentive driver every 46 minutes. Cell phones usually make our lives easier, but when they're misused, serious harm can result. Drivers who read and send text messages while they drive endanger all of us and can cause catastrophic injuries. At Clifford and Rihala, we help people who have been injured by distracted drivers, and we know how common that negligence is. Clifford and Rihala urges you, please don't text while you drive. By making smart choices on the road, you can protect yourself and help prevent crashes. If you've been injured by a distracted driver, call us. We'll help you. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. The Bergstrom used car sale is underway at all Bergstrom locations. Get 1.89% financing for six years on over 2,000 used SUVs, trucks, and cars. Plus, inventory grows daily. Shop Wisconsin's largest used vehicle inventory, all with upfront pricing, including their exclusive seven-day lowest price protection guarantee and seven-day money-back guarantee. These vehicles are Primo Prime Select and Certified. Warranty included. Swap your old beater for something neater as Bergstrom will give you top dollar for your trade-in. Plus, 1.89% financing for six years on over 2,000 used SUVs, trucks, and cars. Two approved credit on 2016 and newer vehicles. Older vehicles qualify for different rates. See store for details. Stop into any Bergstrom location today or shop and purchase at bergstromauto.com. Hurry! Bergstrom's financing offer during the used car sale ends January 31st, 2022. Are you fairly fit but would love a little edge up? Are you entering middle age with a slowing metabolism and weak core? MSculpt may be your answer. A skincare minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. 
Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie is proud to be one of the first clinics in the area to offer this new muscle building technology called MSculpt. It's approved for building and toning abs, arms, butt, thighs, and calves. MSculpt works. One 30-minute treatment can be equivalent to 20,000 crunches or 20,000 squats. It's safe, effective, and painless with virtually no downtime. Sound too good to be true? Visit Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie to learn more. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. What to do with three days off each week? A quick trip up north? Hit the bike trails around the Driftless? Or just lounge around binge-watching your favorite movies? When you work at Cardinal Glass in Mazamani, your career is world-class so you can live first-class. You work four days a week with three days off. Cardinal Glass in Mazamani is now hiring production associates and maintenance, competitive pay, advancement opportunities, medical, dental, vision, profit-sharing, and more. Apply today at cardinalglassmazo.com. Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come over? I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family, and I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Really? I promise, Grandma. I love you, too. Okay, how about tasting the stew and telling me what you think? Mmm. Some children may try alcohol as young as nine years old. It's not too early to talk about drinking. For tips on how to begin the conversation, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. Over the last 20 years, over the last two decades, no team has more home playoff losses than the Green Bay Packers. From 1961 to the year 2001, the Packers went 12-0 and in the playoffs. From the year 2002 to 2022, the Packers at home are 7-7. and yeah, and that's that obviously is, you know, prime Brett Favre and earlier and then old older Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Cuz I did see some people freaking out because the, you know, the 2021 and before was a picture of Brett Favre celebrating and then the 2022 and to till today was an Aaron Rodgers picture of him dropping back and people were freaking out about, "Well, don't act like Brett Favre didn't play in 2002 either." <laughs> Yes. Um, so when I read that stat to you, Rowdy, again, no team in 20 years has had more home playoff losses than the Green Bay Packers. And I saw you tweet about this on Sunday, and it's something we thought last year and something we thought this year. Home field advantage, baby. Playoffs run through Lambeau. This is it. Last year, we just happened to have the boogeyman that was Tom Brady. This year, we got it. Jimmy Garoppolo, no problem. Well, the Packers lost. 
and I saw you tweet this out, and I kind of might well, be in agreement with you. Is I've the never, Lambo Mystique gone? I've never really been a, a huge... Where's the Mystique? A huge, oh, home field advantage. Obviously, for some seasons with the Green Bay Packers, like this year, you wanted it because it gave you an extra week to try and get players healthy. Uh-huh. And it's just nice for, like, fans where you, you can have a home game. But overall, it, it, it's the playoffs. If you... <laughs> If you're not there to go out and win and, and it, if you need to be turned up or tuned up to get ready for a playoff game, ah, check your pulse. Exactly. It's the NFL. It's the playoffs. So Aaron Rodgers has dropped a five and four lifetime at Lambeau in the playoffs. Five and four at Lambeau. And no, what we saw Saturday was abysmal. It's pretty easy to tell you why that is what, what it is. No, like the reason why the records you can look at that is a lot of the players were regional players. There were there wasn't as much parity in the NFL from the 2001, I would say, till earlier. And reason being is look back in NFL history. We can go back to the 50s and say, well, the Lions had the deck was the decade of the 50s. Uh-huh. The Packers were the decade of the 60s. <laughs> the you know what I mean? But you can go right back through that and say there was always like a team of the decade. Mm-hmm. You could say the Steelers were the 70s. Like you can go right back through and say that for most of most of the decades until you get to 2000, then everyone there was a lot of parity in the NFL except for the Patriots and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Yeah, they kind of just you know Every, were the they're like Neo, they were the one. And you were getting players from all over the country. It wasn't that the Packers were just recruiting Midwest guys or drafting Midwest guys, so they always played in the cold, and you'd have these Southern guys come up, and they never experienced below 40 degrees. <laughs> like, it's become a, a well, definitely yeah. countrywide sport with everyone playing. Well, everyone's it. playing in different weather, different parody, environments, people the, traveling yeah. everywhere. That's why, the whole, that's why they're like 500 cents. Yeah, the Lambo Mystique, Lambo Mystique isn't even a thing anymore. Like, it's cool to have home games and everything, yeah. but it's not like it's a huge like it, advantage. I would honestly say we talked about this with the 49ers. That was one of their worst matchups, them in Tampa Bay moving forward. I don't think it's just Lambo. I think no one's scared to play in January anymore. They just That's just what it is. Like, you get me and tell me some guys like, oh, I don't want to play in January anymore. It's going to be cold. Well, Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't happen anymore. Aaron Rodgers with the, the teams that he played with and they won the Super Bowl. Obviously, they had really good receivers and skilled positions, right? They were on the well, road the whole time. Yeah, and guess where they played a lot? Domes. In domes because they're a fast-track team. We talked about the bad matchups. San Francisco. San Francisco's a team that is physical and runs the football. In the cold, in the snow, you're going to be physical and run the football. That's exactly what that game was. That was old-school smash-mouth football, and the Packers got punked doing it. And the Packers with Aaron Rodgers are built for a fast track. That's why he dominates in Jerry's world. That's why he dominates the, the Vikings. Yeah, But, I mean... Did I still want them to be at home? Yes, yeah, because yeah, it's Lambo, and it, you give your fans an opportunity to have home games and see them play. But we knew San Francisco and Tampa were tough matchups, and I, I personally wanted to see them beat those teams, exercise the demons. Guess what? They just didn't do it. Yeah, they got punked. Uh, let's go to the phones. Line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, boys. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. So the good news is we get a break today as far as the weather is concerned. Should see partly sunny skies today, 29 degrees. I'm Pam Youngke. So glad you're along with us on a Thursday morning. Stick around. Matt Trannell from Everag is going to be joining us live this morning. The number one question I've got for him, what in the world happened to dairy product prices for the past two days? Yesterday, butter dropping 21 cents. 
why? <laughs> He'll be on the hotspot. Stick around for those conversations. So yesterday, speaking of conversations, Ag Day at the Capitol, despite the weather, good turnout. Biogas, carbon credits, carbon accounting. Those were some of the buzzwords that farmers were learning about and sharing with their elected officials. Stick around. More details on that in just a moment, too. All right, so today is the 27th day of January. On this day in 1967, three astronauts died in a cabin fire while getting ready for the Apollo 1 mission. Obviously, this was right after JFK, John F. Kennedy said, you know, his goal was to get us to the moon. Well, NASA started dedicating their research to getting that done. Unfortunately, a dress rehearsal for the Apollo 1 mission went horribly wrong when a cabin fire caught the crew encapsulated and unable to get out. Command pilot Gus Grissom, senior pilot Ed White, and pilot Roger B. Chaffee were all killed in that accident. Uh, NASA decided to keep the name Apollo in honor of their tragic loss. That happened on this day in 1964. On a brighter note, this day in 1976, Laverne and Shirley, starring Penny Marshall and Cindy Williams, premiered on ABC TV. And remember, that was headquartered supposedly in Milwaukee. And now you know. All right, like I said, it was a good turnout despite the elements yesterday for Ag Day at the Capitol. Our own Stephanie Hoff was there working with different groups, going up to visit with elected officials. You know, one guy that was accepting appointments to talk about the future of energy in Wisconsin and how Wisconsin agriculture plays a role is State Representative Gary Tauken from Northeast Wisconsin. Tauken has been working for a while now on a coalition to look at all the energy being generated on an average farm, small, medium, and large, and how to monetize that. He's putting together the Wisconsin Biomass Energy Coalition, and phrases like biogas and carbon accounting were being discussed in earnest yesterday. I talked with Tauken and asked him to explain what his motivation is here and what opportunities he sees. I think there's potential. I, the, when it comes to carbon sequestration, I think they're still trying to work on that and develop that, and I think we've got a ways to go. But um, you've got to start somewhere, and uh, carbon is a, is a problem, and uh, we need to try to get our hands around how we can improve things. So one of the proposals that we have, and I, I have Wedge Council and the drafters working to develop a comprehensive program, and then we'll probably end up, because it's such a big project, uh, pulling out and downsizing it so at least we can get the foundation built for this program. And one of the things we want to do is to try to put together a two-day workshop to build a foundation for the carbon accounting system. And essentially what we'd like to do is collect information from the big food processors and grocers to share their expectation of, of their customers and vendors. The one, most of what um, we've been working on is already out in the industry. It hasn't been put together yet, but one of the, original things we're doing here is proposing that 
we authorized the Department of Revenue to initiate a 100% voluntary carbon intensity program that's tied to the tax code, and then develop an enterprise report on the carbon footprint using carbon accounting. So essentially what we'd be doing is figuring out what the carbon intensity is for 100 pounds of milk or for a cow cow using the food chain. So we believe that the Department of Revenue could use a third-party vendor for this, and we're trying to. We've got the contacts now for representatives from Valley Egg Software and Crop Consultants to try to investigate this opportunity. That's Wisconsin State Representative Gary Token from Northeast Wisconsin. Yes, it is a big project, a comprehensive project. They're calling themselves the Wisconsin Agriculture Carbon Energy Water Initiative, and he wants to get a lot of people at the table. If you just stop and think about it, what we've been hearing more and more at these meetings this winter is how much biogas can a farm generate that could be used by others? How much carbon is a farm generating that could be used by others? Are food companies going to require carbon labeling? And can we get ahead of that? So there's a lot of different conversations happening, all of it trained back to the farm and how we can monetize these renewable energies. We'll keep you posted and let you know the next time that there is that two-day conference of discussion about renewable energy generated from the farm. All right, we'll take a quick break. Back with markets in a moment. And don't forget, Matt Trannell from Everag coming up. It is Wisconsin's premier grower event, Corn Soy Expo 2022, February 3rd and 4th, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. I'll be broadcasting with my friends from the Wisconsin Soybean Association. Data, data, data. You're generating it on your farm. How can you use it to find profitability this year? We're also looking at the high input costs farmers are facing of all sizes. How can you minimize that bill? Cornsoyexpo.org. Broadcasting live with the Wisconsin Soybean Association. We'll see you there. Farmers understand return on investment. They understand the power and the value of the sun. Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. This is just another opportunity for them to look for that power and that value. It's a business decision. Everything that farmers do and don't do on their land and their with their property is money. <laughs> so one of the things that I heard one farmer say, it's a crop that I am yielding. <laughs> uh, instead of harvesting corn on this little section, he's harvesting sunlight to make electricity. You should reach out to us, and we will come out there for a very specialized, specific quote for you to look at your farm. We can put solar anywhere. We can put it on a barn. We can put it on the ground. We can put it on a hill. (laughs) So we can put it anywhere that makes sense to you and your farm and your situation. And then once we design that, even powering your whole farm, you can harvest enough sunlight to have a $0 energy bill. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com to start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. It's considered Wisconsin's premier grower event, and I'll be there. Coming up February 3rd and 4th, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. It's the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. I'll be partnered up with my friends from the Wisconsin Soybean Association and the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board to bring you the latest from the Kalahari Resort. This year focused in on a lot of the supply chain challenges that farmers are going to be facing and the escalated prices that they're going to be looking at for all inputs. Find out more and get registered. Cornsoyexpo.org. Matt Trannell, broker analyst with EverAg in Platteville, is going to be joining us in just a little bit. We'll get to the markets in a moment. Are you taking a look at your crop insurance options for 2022? Boy, I'll tell you what, it still doesn't make uh, planting this spring any easier. 
Gary Schnitke is an ag economist at the University of Illinois, and he said this year it's going to cost farmers about $100 more per acre to plant corn just because of increases in input costs. And then he says you need to take a look at your crop insurance levels. He said, well, many folks may be thinking about pulling back on their crop insurance investment. He said with the way things are looking, even at an 85% insurance rate, you may not be guaranteed profitability. Still, he said his advice is to stay with the high levels of coverage if that's what you've been doing. And he said some folks are also going to take a look at a new option this year. It's called PACE, Post-Application Coverage Endorsement. And basically what this does is protect you if the weather does not allow you to apply nitrogen. And, you know, if you're concerned about not applying, being able to apply uh, nitrogen, this is a good alternative. It depends on your coverage level. It's somewhere between three and five dollars per acre, and in most cases, it will pay something like eighty to one hundred and twenty dollars per payment if you're not able to apply. That's Gary Schnitke, ag economist at the University of Illinois. Now, be aware if that tool appeals to you, that pace post-application coverage endorsement, it is a decision that's got to be made at the same time you make crop insurance decisions, March 15th. And here's the other tidbit that you should know. In Wisconsin, the only only counties that are eligible for PACE, that post-application coverage endorsement, are Crawford, Grant, Iowa, Lafayette, Richland, Sauk, and Vernon counties. Go figure. Markets and overnight electronic trade this morning are trending mixed as we start the day. We'll talk more about the dairy complex in just a second. The corn for March is unchanged at 626. December corn uh, unchanged at 573. We've got March soybeans up a penny at 1441. November beans are up six right now at 1339. March wheat's down a penny at 794. July new crop down a penny, 790 a bushel. Boy, dairy got beat up something fierce yesterday. Barrel cheese dropped four and a quarter cents to 166 and a quarter. 40 pound block cheese was down three at 173. Double A butter down 21 cents to 249 a pound. We'll talk more about that with Matt in a moment. February milk is up nine this morning after a soft Wednesday. Currently stands at 1960 100 weight. March milk up 14 at 2031 100 weight. Like I said, what in the world is going on with that dairy complex? And uh, can you protect yourself from some of this? We'll talk with Matt Trannell, joining us from Platteville next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Hi, this is Dave Gary with the Princeton Clubs. With the new year here, it seems like everyone is looking forward to a fresh start. Let's make this year a year of rebuilding. And for so many of us, that begins with our physical and mental health. At the Princeton Clubs, our professional trainers take the time to teach you how to actually use the equipment. They'll meet with you and help you set up a training program too, so you can achieve your goals. At the Princeton Club, we make getting started very easy. No joining fees, free childcare, and we're open 24 hours a day. With our lowest rates of the year available until January 31st, now is a great time to join. Taking care of our minds and bodies is more important than ever, and it improves the quality of our lives. So I invite you to come join the Princeton Club and join a community of people who are cheering for you and committed to building a better tomorrow. I think you'll love how clean and spacious our clubs are. The Princeton Club voted Madison's favorite health club. Join before January 31st for our lowest rates of the year. Visit PrincetonClub.net 
for more details. Because of you, someone will feel more at home in their new home. Because of you, living with memory loss is a little less scary. Because you put the Bright Star in senior living. Bright Star is looking for caregivers and resident assistants. Bright Star believes in providing the highest quality assisted living and memory care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. As we move into the cold winter months, you may notice drafts around your windows and doors. Now is the time to let Prairie Exteriors give you a full free inspection and show you what new windows and doors can do for the health of your family and your home. Improve the look and value of your property with one of the area's highest rated exterior companies, Prairie Exteriors. Prairie Exteriors, now that's impressive. PrairieExteriors.com from farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. All righty, as promised, uh, Matt Trannell, one of the broker analysts with EverAg. He's out of Platteville this morning joining us to talk about dairy. Uh, Matt, you know, I said the big shock was yesterday, that butter price down 21 cents. But it's been a trend we've seen this week as far as product prices. Monday, we got the news that Overall milk production in the U.S. is flat. What's going on here? Yeah, so I think we uh, we ultimately saw the old marketing saying uh, where uh, high prices cure high prices and low prices cure low prices. So unfortunately, we saw uh, the beginning of that first line of that statement with the high prices curing high prices because uh, two weeks ago, uh, milk and cheese markets were riding high. They were uh, moving into new contract highs, and all of a sudden, uh, it, it seemed to shut off. And unfortunately, we took about three bucks off of uh, February and, and over two dollars and seventy-five cents off of the March milk price. But uh, a little bit of what's been going on is uh, a look at exports. Uh, for the longest time, leading up to two-dollar cheese and two-ninety uh, butter, it seemed as if the United States was really uh, seeing quite a bit of export interest uh, out of our country because uh, the European Union and ultimately New Zealand, their product prices were significantly higher. You're looking at New Zealand being about 250 on cheese. You're looking at the EU being about 240 on cheese. You're looking at their butter prices closer to three dollars or 320 a pound. And so the United States had been a bargain for quite some time. And so when you look at the calendar, there is a pretty big holiday coming up in about two and a half uh, months. And with all of the shipping issues, it does seem to uh, make sense that uh, a lot of users and a lot of end users are trying to build up um, in, in, uh, in support of their Easter demand that they would see. And so we did take butter all the way to 293. Um, but when you look at global, uh, prices on products, uh, especially uh, EU, uh, we were close to $3 a pound. But when you look at their production numbers, we've been hearing all year long that they're down 2 to 3% on milk production. Uh, butter production, as a result, in their country through September was down 153 uh, million metric tons through September. So that's 3.5% lower than 2020. And that left their exports to some of their customers lower by 16.8%. And so some of their customers 
still needed the product. They still needed to come to a different uh, location to grab it. New Zealand was quite a bit more expensive that came to the United States. Um, and, and likewise, U.S. butter exports through no November uh, were up 124% compared to uh, 2020. So it does seem like uh, butter might have had uh, a little bit of a, uh, a jolt higher just based upon uh, typical Easter demand, trying to get that product maybe a little bit sooner than, than necessary. Uh, like you said, we did see a push lower this week in butter. Uh, it does look like we found that price point where the buyers just step away from the table and say, uh, maybe I'll go a little bit more hand to mouth here. Doesn't necessarily mean that we won't uh, trade back higher, but butter so far this week is down 44 cents a pound, 17 cents on Tuesday, 21 cents on on uh, on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. uh, spot cheese, similar story. Uh, I mean, we we put in some highs right around two dollars, two oh five. I, I believe we we even got to on a couple of days. And cheese uh, ultimately is now trading at a dollar seventy average between the block and the barrel. Uh, so we're down 25 cents a pound uh, over the last week and a half. Uh, when it looks at milk price, uh, I had mentioned earlier, February milk, we, we peaked out uh, north of $22. Uh, we're now down uh, $3.44 a hundredweight uh, based upon this move. March is down $2.78 as a result. It just shows you how quickly uh, milk prices can ultimately move based upon uh, any, any type of news that you have out there. But on Monday, we, we also had uh, a couple of key USDA reports, milk production and cold storage. Uh, milk production, like you had mentioned, uh, was fairly flat. We were down uh, one-tenth percent. That was lower than what many guesses in the market were, and most guesses believe that we were actually going to bottom out on the herd. We did lose another 7,000 head. Uh, most believe we were going to bottom out just based upon uh, just based upon prices being north of 20 bucks, 21, 22. Uh, some key states to look at, uh, California output was up 2.2% year over year. Texas was up 3.4% and Wisconsin was up 1.8%. So the milk production is certainly coming on in some key states. New Mexico was down 15%, 45,000 cows, and Washington was down 18,000 cows and 7.3%. Uh, cold storage is really the one to, that uh, kind of has some interesting points, though. Butter did drop their stocks by... Uh, a more aggressive number. We were down 11 million pounds at 199 million pounds. That was actually counter-seasonal. We typically build uh, 14 million pounds. So that was supportive butter. So this week's butter response is a little bit interesting compared to that, but mm -hmm. I think that shows that it was more on uh, exports and, and Easter demand. Cheese inventories were printed at 1.445 billion, which was higher than many guesses. We're, and, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to let it go at that, Matt. All kinds of great information as usual, but I'm out of time. Matt Trannell, broker analyst, joining us live this morning from Platteville, part of the Ever Ag Group. Go to ever.ag to find them.